Sometimes we compliment people by saying, that person is very down to earth. We've all probably said that. That person is very down to earth, or that person is a grounded person. I think that when we say this about a person, when we use that compliment, we're trying to indicate that that person somehow is humble, or at least I think that's what it means to be down to earth, to be grounded. They're a humble person. Humility actually is connected to the Latin word for low. Again, grounded, down to earth, low. Humility also is similar to another Latin word, hummus, which means the soil or the ground. A grounded person, a person down to earth, is a humble person. And we all, I think, believe then that humility is a good thing. But it can be difficult to know what humility is. What does it mean to be a humbled person? What does it really mean to be down to earth? In the first reading today, but particularly in the gospel, we hear a lot about humility. From the gospel, it's clear that humility is a virtue or a characteristic that is very close to Jesus' heart. Jesus himself indicates that he is humble and that we too should imitate him by being humble. Elsewhere in the Gospels, Jesus commands us, learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. The Gospel that we heard today is quite interesting. It's kind of easy in some ways to picture. We hear that Jesus is invited to the home of a leader of the Jewish people, and Luke indicates that all the people's eyes are trained on Jesus. So they want to see what Jesus is doing. And then very quickly we see that Jesus turns the table on the people because Jesus is observing how they behave at this dinner to which they've been invited. So Jesus sees that the people are taking these high places or kind of arguing over where they should be seated. They're kind of arguing over status. And in response to this, Jesus tells a parable about the fact that when you're invited to a wedding, you should be careful where you sit, not to fight over uh, kind of the places of honor, not to think you're more important than other people. This kind of scene in the gospel today, as well as in the parable, reminds me of that series, The Crown. Do we have any Crown um, fans here in, in, in the church here this morning from Netflix about Queen Elizabeth, right? You see these great banquets and kind of in royalty, you see this great concern for prestige, for kind of honor, for ranking. But Jesus in the gospel, at least in the first half, shows what happens when you are not humble. You can be embarrassed. We can all, I think, kind of have a misplaced sense of who we are. We can believe that we can be more important than other people, more powerful or of greater value. I heard this story once about a mayor of a small town who was seeking re-election. So this mayor had spent the whole day campaigning throughout the city in order to convince people that he should be re-elected as mayor. And towards the end of the day, in the evening, the mayor was invited to a church picnic in the local park, and there was going to be a dinner provided there at that picnic. And the mayor then got in line with everybody else in the buffet line. You guys know how it works. You take your plate at the start, and you go step by step, and people kind of put the food on your plate. So the mayor then was working his way down the buffet line, and he comes in front of the woman who is giving chicken. And the woman gave to the mayor one piece of chicken on his plate. And the mayor looked down a little disappointed and, and he thought to himself, you know, it's been a long day, I'm kind of hungry and I really like chicken. So he asks the woman, may I have an extra piece of chicken? And the woman says to the mayor, no, I'm sorry, I cannot do this. 
I have to make sure that everybody gets a piece of chicken. And anyway, you're going to get more food as you go down the buffet line. The mayor was a little bit taken aback. He really wanted that extra piece of chicken. So he said to the woman, Madam, do you know who I am? I'm the mayor of this town. And the woman responded to him, Sir, do you know who I am? I'm the woman who's responsible for giving out chicken. Now keep moving, mister. <laughs> so we can kind of then be non-humble in this way by putting ourselves above others, by thinking we might be more valuable than other people. For Jesus, humility is something very important. It can be a bit hard sometimes to be humble or the virtue of humility might be a bit of a turnoff because we might not properly understand what humility is. Sometimes we think humility is this. We can think to ourselves that a humble person is someone who goes through life kind of with their head bowed down, just thinking how terrible they are. That in order to be humble, we have to think there's nothing good about ourselves. We would never want to, you know, the other side, take pride in our talents or in our accomplishments. And when we think that humility is this, we might kind of be a bit hesitant to embrace humility, and I think correctly so. We're, of course, living in a, in a culture where uh, self-esteem is, I would say, rightly promoted, that we want to see the value of every individual. And when we understand humility as just being thinking that we're worthless, then this can go kind of against this sense of self-esteem and its importance. This, however, is not what humility is. Remember, humility means being down to earth, being grounded. One of the best definitions I heard for humility, at least one that helps me, is that humility means to walk in the truth. Humility means to be truthful about who we are before God, ourselves, and others. So humility means, sure, we need to recognize that we have our struggles, that we have our failures. Certainly, we're not perfect. However, we're not being truthful, we're not being truly humble, unless we recognize that each and every one of us have our own talents, our own gifts. God has created us. God doesn't make junk. God has made us good. In order to be truly humble, we don't just recognize kind of our negative points, but we also have to see the goodness and the talents that God has given us and recognize that we have this immense value because we've been gifted by God. So humility sometimes when we think about it as just, okay, I'm a terrible person, this is not true humility, this is not what it means to walk in the truth. Jesus in the gospel takes the idea of humility one step further. Jesus, towards the end of the gospel, we see kind of builds on this parable of this wedding banquet. And he tells the host there where he's been invited that when you invite people for a banquet, you should not invite people who can pay you back. You should not invite people who can return the favor. Rather, you should invite the poor, the marginalized, those who cannot pay you back to this feast. So Jesus, think, I think, is really deepening this idea of humility here. Sometimes we can be generous with people or we can serve other people by kind of wanting to get something in return. What can I do for someone else so that they can do something for me? For Jesus, he's trying to show us that being truly humble means that we should be generous with those who cannot pay us back. And it kind of makes sense. It's kind of logical. It's as though the first, set, the first kind of step in humility is more recognizing that all the good we've been given by God is a gift. Our talents, our goodness, all that we have is given to us 
by a gracious God. We've done nothing to earn it. God is completely gracious to us, completely good. All we have is a free gift. When we recognize that, we're humble. But in order to live this humility in practice, we must then be gracious and generous like God is, to give without wanting anything in return, to invite, to serve people who cannot pay us back. When we do this, we are truly humble because we are being gracious like God is gracious. We're recognizing that all the good we have comes from God and we want to share those blessings with others. Humility then is not just something mental, how we think about ourselves. It's also something practical, how we relate to others. And finally, humility is something that should shape us or characterize us as a Christian hum community. The church should be a humble church. And something I think for me anyway, so inspiring for Pope Francis's pontificate is the way that he is showing this or highlighting this. The church should be a humble church. The church in Pope Francis's words should go to the margins, should go to the peripheries to serve in a preferential way those who cannot pay us back, those who society might think have no value. And in doing this, Pope Francis really is just repeating what is a central teaching in Catholic social teaching, that the Catholic Church has a preferential option for the poor. We are here certainly to serve all people without distinction, but we should prefer to serve the poor, those on the margins or peripheries of society. And this really is an extension of the parable we see today and an extension of what it means to be humble. And we see in Pope Francis's pontificate kind of different ways that he shows this humility in his personal life. I remember it was quite interesting to see after he was elected Pope, he went back to the hotel to pay the hotel bill himself and to thank the staff. But also Pope Francis really is trying to go to the margins in his own ministry to visit places like Lampedusa or Kazakhstan, places that I never have really heard of before, but where people are suffering to shine a light on the plight of refugees. Pope Francis also is trying to make uh, the leadership and direction of the church kind of more broad, inclusive, to go to those places on the periphery. Some of you might have seen uh, yesterday, Pope Francis had a consistory in Rome, and a consistory is when new cardinals are made, and cardinals are the ones who wear the red. Uh, they used to be called back in the day, you know, the princes of the church. But historically, cardinals were mostly from Italy, and then Europe, and then kind of important cities throughout the world. But Pope Francis is trying really to go to the margins, to go to kind of forgotten places, and he's making cardinals from all over the world, again, in very small or distant places. For example, if I'm not mistaken, I believe one of the cardinals who was just made yesterday was from Mongolia. Again, going to the margins, going to the peripheries. So we see then in the gospel that true humility is about our actions as individuals, who we choose to love, who we choose to serve, and also as a church. The gospel today then gives us advice about how to be grounded people, how to be a person who is down to earth. We want to do this by being humble. And we see in the gospel today that humility kind of has three steps. Humility first is about how I view myself, walking in the truth, seeing, yeah, my challenges, but also my blessings. And then humility has to do about who I choose to serve, who I choose to be generous with, that I want to give to those from whom I cannot expect return. And finally, humility is meant to mark our community. And I would like to just conclude with a short prayer 
that I learned when I was in school, I can't remember when, maybe elementary school, just a short prayer I learned from my teacher that really emphasizes this desire to grow in humility. Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make my heart like unto thine.